Jayam Vishnupad, Paramahamsa, Parakrajikacharya, Ashtottalasata Shishimad, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada Ki, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindi Ki, Grantaraj Shima Bhagavatam Ki, Gopre Manandi, O glorious Simon devotees, O glorious Simon devotees, O glorious Simon devotees, O glorious to Sri Guru. And Sri Goranga. Is it warm? Okay. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Cheva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tojayam Udirayat Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 6, Chapter entitled, Prahlad Instructs His Demoniac Schoolmates. Text number 4. Ta Yata ayur vyaya param Natata vindate shemam Makunda charanam bujam Taprayaso na Yatai ayu vyayaparam Natata vindate karmam Shema Mukunda charanam bujam Taprayaso nakata vyo Yata ayu vyaparam Natata vindate shemam Mukunda charanam bujam Thank you. 
Mantajis. All right, Prabhu Swami. Sense gratification and economic development. Prayasa. Endeavor. Na. Not. Karatavya. To be done. Yata. From which. Ayuvyaya. I'll do it again. Ayuvyayu. Uh, waste of the duration of life. Param. Only or ultimately. Na. Nor. Tata. In this way. Vindate. Enjoys. Shimam. The ultimate goal of life. Mukunda. Of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who can deliver one from the material clutches. Charana Ambujam, the lotus feet. You know the nectar of instruction? Just see if it's up there. Translation and purple by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Endeavors merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economic development are not to be performed, for they result only in a loss of time and energy, with no actual profit. If one's endeavors are directed towards Krishna consciousness, one can surely attain the spiritual platform of spiritual realization. There is no such benefit from engaging oneself in economic development. Translation responsibly. Endeavors merely for sense gratification. 
or material happiness, through economic development, are not to be performed. For they result only in a loss of time and energy, with no actual profit. If one endeavor, oh sorry, if one's endeavors are directed towards Krishna consciousness, one can surely attain the spiritual platform of self-realization. There is no such benefit from engaging oneself in economic development. Purport. <laughs> we are materialistic persons busily engaged in economic development all day and all night, trying to increase the... Oh, sorry. We see materialistic persons busily engaged in economic development all day and all night, trying to increase their material opulence. But even if we suppose that they get some benefit from such endeavors, that does not solve the real problem of their lives, nor do they know what the real problem of life is. This is due to a lack of spiritual education, especially in the present age. Every man is in darkness, in the bodily conception of life, not knowing anything of the spirit soul and its needs. Misguided by the blind leaders of society, people consider the body to be everything and they are engaged in trying to keep the body materially comfortable. Such a civilization is condemned because it does not lead humanity toward knowing the real goal of life. People are simply wasting time and the valuable gift of the human form because a human being who does not cultivate spiritual life but dies like the cats and dogs is degraded in his next life. From human life, such a person is put into the cycle of continuous birth and death. Thus one loses the true benefit of human life, which is to become Krishna conscious and solve life's problems. Omagyan Timbadandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swa Padantikam Vancha Kaupatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha Petitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichanando Shri Advaita Gadata Shiva Sadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So it's a very nice chapter. The chapter is called Prahlad Instructs His Demoniac Schoolmates. Uh, he is instructing everyone uh, who he's going to school with. Mm. And in this verse, he instructs them, he says, 
Endeavours merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economic development are not to be performed. So is anyone going to school today? Are you going to school? Yeah, you guys are going to school? Okay. So when you get there, right, about 15 minutes into the first lesson, you stand up in the class and you say, Endeavours merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economic development are not meant to be performed. And then you put your hands up and you say, Hare Krishna! <laughs> Any questions or comments? Huh? So you can do that. You can do that. Uh, but it may not be so popular <laughs> in <coughs> Albert Park Primary or Middle Park Primary. Uh, may, not, may not be the most popular uh, activity, but Prahlad Maharaj is instructing us. So it's good that we're being instructed. Why is it good that we're being instructed? Because no one else is saying this. Uh, no one else says it. Prabhupada says in the university, there are so many uh, uh, subjects uh, for education. You can go to university, you can learn about so many things. But Prabhupada said, where is the department where they teach you about the soul? Right? It's not really there in the university. You go there, but you can't really enroll in a course on the Bhagavad Gita, study the Bhagavad Gita or the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? Sometimes it's there. Uh, but usually the people teaching it are not devotees. Uh, and it says that you should only hear Bhagavatam from devotees. Uh, actually says you should only hear Bhagavatam from pure devotees. So are we pure devotees? That's the question. Uh, According to Prabhupada's definition, yes, we are. In 1968, Tamal Krishna said to Prabhupada, how many pure devotees are there on the planet? Uh, Prabhupada said, how many devotees are there in ISKCON? Uh, and Prabhupada explained, just like a mango can be ripe or unripe. So when it's unripe or when it's ripe, it is beneficial. It, it has purpose. Uh, when the mango is green, you make green mango chutney. You know, it's very, very good chutney, very healthy. Uh, and when the mango is ripe, then you can use the mango for so many different things. What can you use the mango for when it's ripe? Mango halwa. And? 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 and mango pakora and mango kofta and mango ice cream very good so anyway it has many purposes uh, the mango can be used for many things so whether it's ripe or unripe it's beneficial right if it's a ripe mango it's 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 tasty it's sweet as Prabhupada's favorite fruit Prabhupada said mango is the king of the fruits and if it's unripe, it's also beneficial. So then Prabhupada explained that if a devotee is on the path of pure devotional service, then he's considered to be a pure devotee. Uh, even if you're on the path of pure devotional service. <coughs> the definition of pure devotional service, Rupa Goswami gives us, Anyabhilashita Shunyam, Jnana Kamadhyanavritam. So it's not that you don't have material desires. You may have material desires. Hands up if you have material desires. Oh God, okay. Now this is, this is problematic. <laughs> I'm sitting in a room with people full of material desires. 
is difficult. So it's not that we don't have material desires, but pure devotional service means you don't act on them. If you don't act on your material desires, then you're considered to be a pure devotee. We all have them. That's okay. Right? It's not okay, but they're there. We have to be realistic. Sometimes the guru gives you instructions which change your life. Have you ever had instruction from guru which changes your life? Huh? Good. Huh? The guru gives you instruction which changes your life. Right? Vani and Vapu. Sometimes just on the recording you hear the guru say something and it changes your life. That happened to me in 19, I think it was 1996. Yeah. I was a brahmachari, uh, like some of our friends. And uh, I was listening to my guru give a lecture and he said in the lecture, he said, you can't get out of the material world until you realize you're in the material world. And that one instruction changed my life. Because he said, you can't get out until you realize you're in, right? And then I got married, maybe within one year after that, because I realized I had material desires. Huh? So how are you going to get out of the material world unless you realize you're in the material world? Huh? So therefore, you can have material desires, but you don't act on them. You purify them by engaging them in Krishna service. Huh? Nirbanda Krishna Sambande, Yukta Vairagya, Uchite. Uh, Yukta Vairagya means something that can be used in Krishna's service. You use it in Krishna's service, it purifies you. Nirbanda, Nirbanda means if it can't be used in Krishna's service, you reject it. Krishna Sambanda, but if you can use it in Krishna's service, use it in Krishna's service. That is called Yukta Vairagya. And what will happen? You will become purified. That's our process. Our process is not Markat Vairagya. It's not monkey renunciation. Or Falgu Vairagya, false renunciation. Right? Our process is real renunciation. Okay, you have material desires, use those material desires in Krishna's service. Uh, and that way you become purified. Uh, that's our process. So, uh, here, Prahlad Maharaj is saying to his friends, don't be so materialistic. Huh? If we don't say this, no one else says it. Right? It's not there. Like the outer educational system, they don't teach this. Do they teach you this in school? Does your teacher ever say, endeavors merely for sense gratification and material happiness through economic development are not to be performed? They ever say that in school? Okay, so they're not saying, no one's saying it. Only we are saying it. <coughs> so the Bhagavatam has to be taught. That's why we have these classes, uh, so that every day you can come, you can listen, and you can hear these things. And then that will change your life. Uh, this Hare Krishna movement has ruined your life. Hmm? Your life is ruined now. Materially unsuccessful. Uh, one time, one Brahmana, he cursed Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He says, you will never be materially happy. I curse you. You will never be materially happy. Uh, Lord Chaitanya said, thank you. He said, thank you for this curse. And he said, this is the best. You gave me the best benediction. Uh, I will never be materially happy. Now, devotees, we don't want to be materially happy. Hmm? This is a terrible movement. Mm -hmm. 
You're never going to be materially happy. But actually, as devotees, we are happy. Even materially, we're happy. We have everything we need. Do you ever have anything nice to eat in the Hare Krishna movement? Yeah, you have so many nice things to eat, so what's your problem? Life is really about eating. That's really what it's all about. I mean, really, if you look at it at the end of the day, that's what it's really all about. What do they do in Vedic culture? They get up in the morning, or they do some spiritual activity, and they perform some sadhana, and then people start cooking. Right? Back in the old days, you had to grind everything, grind all the grains. You see even in the villages now, right? the ladies in the morning, they're grinding all the grains, the dal, making everything. Right? So much endeavor they have to do. Right? And then they cook, takes hours to grind everything, get everything ready, prepare it, cook it. And then once it's all done, uh, then uh, they have breakfast. It only takes like 15 minutes to eat or something. It takes hours to make it, then like 15 minutes to eat or something. And then after that, then they start for lunch. Right? Same thing, they're preparing everything, getting everything. And then you eat, takes half an hour or something. And then at the end, uh, then uh, they start cooking for dinner. And that's basically life. Right? In Vedic culture, it's basically just eating. Mm. So in the Hare Krishna movement, we have so many nice things to eat. Huh? Everything is satisfied. We have material satisfaction. We have, we have good friends. We have nice family. We have uh, uh, nice prasada to eat. We, have nice, we, we can take rest. Uh, we have, Krishna gives you everything material. So you can be materially happy. But that's not the goal of our life. Uh, we don't become overwhelmed with thinking material happiness is the goal. Because maybe Krishna will take the material happiness away. At any time, he can just take it all away. So don't become attached to it. Uh, you, can't, you can't be attached in this world. Uh, do you sometimes get sick? Uh, we all get sick sometimes. I see uh, a lot of devotees getting sick at the moment. Uh, uh, and then when you're sick, it's depressing. Because uh, you feel like I can't do what I want to do and my life is very difficult and it's a struggle. So even though you have material happiness, Krishna gives it to you, but it can be taken away at any time. That's the nature of this material world. There is sand in the sweet rice. Uh, there is salt in the sweet rice. Uh, it is, that's the material world. Don't become attached to enjoying uh, because it can be taken away at any time. But otherwise, we're materially happy. We're materially happy, and we're also spiritually uh, very blissful. So Prahlad Maharaj, he is saying to his, his friends, uh, don't get too carried away with material endeavor. Right? Stay spiritually focused. Now, uh, in the Upadeshamrita, the nectar of instruction, uh, which Prabhupada gave us very early in the movement, uh, the nectar of instruction is written by Rupa Goswami. Now, we are called Rupanuga Vaishnavas. Uh, what does Rupanuga mean? The followers of Rupa Goswami. We're known as Rupanuga Vaishnavas. You know, if someone meets you and they say, what religion do you follow? What do you say? Uh, you say you're a Hare Krishna. Yeah. But what is the correct definition of what we are? We are Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Rupanuga, Saraswat, Prabhupada Nuga, 
Vaishnavas. So when you meet someone next time, you tell them that. <laughs> huh? When you're being interviewed on the radio, they say, where do you come from? You say, we're from Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Rupanuga, Saraswat, Prabhupada Nuga, Vaishnava. Huh? Or you could just say, I'm a Hare Krishna. <laughs> Whichever is more simple or more. Yeah. So for the, for the world, the outside world, we just say we're Hare Krishna people. So actually we're Rupanuga Vaishnavas. Rupanuga means we follow Rupa Goswami's teachings. He's the principal follower of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Now Srila Rupa Goswami, we understand his position in Krishna Leela. Uh, what is his position in Krishna Leela? Rupa Manjarin. Who is Ru <laughs> Rupa Manjari? Huh? Just like uh, we have Ashtasaki. You know Ashtasaki? Ashtasaki means eight principal gopis. You have Radha and Krishna. If you go to Mayapur, you will see Radha, Krishna, and then you have the eight principal gopis Lalita, Vishaka, Champakalata, Tungavidya, Chitra, uh, Induleka, Sudevi, Rangadevi. Right? So you have the eight principal gopis, Ashtasaki. Now there are also eight principal manjuris, Ashtamanjari. Yeah. And when they incarnate into this world, when they come into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, those eight, uh, those Ashtamanjaris, they become the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, right? Uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami and Lokanath Goswami. Mm -hmm. So those eight, they are the, they're the Ashtamanjaris, they incarnate, right? Lavanga Manjari, Rati Manjari, uh, Rupa Manjari, the different Manjaris, they come down. Guna Manjari, they come down. So the leader of all of them, who is the most intimate uh, associate of Shimati Radharani, her personal maidservant, that is Rupa Manjari, who then becomes Rupa Goswami. And then Rupa Goswami was the principal follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Rupa uh, Goswami, he has given us some very important books. Uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which Prabhupada translated as Nectar of Devotion. Upadeshamrita, uh, the Nectar of Instruction. Ujwala Nilamani. Uh, there's so many important books which he wrote and he gave to us. So in the uh, Upadeshamrita, Nectar of Instruction. Hands up if you've read Nectar of Instruction. Upadeshamrita. Oh, good. Ne nearly everyone's read. That's good. This is one of the most important books. In our Bhakti Shastri degree, Prabhupada wanted us to get these degrees. Hands up if you have Bhakti Shastri degree. Uh, quite a few, that's good. Prabhupada wanted all of us to get these degrees, right? Bhakti Shastri, uh, Bhakti Vaibhav, Bhakti Vedanta, Bhakti Savabhama. He wanted us to get all these degrees. So in the Bhakti Shastri, there are four books which we have to study carefully. Right? Bhagavad Gita, Nectar of Instruction, Nectar of Devotion, Ishapanishad. That's the beginning. They're the, like the four uh, beginning books. So Ubadeshamrita is one of the beginning books. Now the, the first three verses, uh, which are very famous, these first three verses, they describe the process of bhajan. Uh, what does bhajan mean? Worship, yeah, defined as worship, yeah. Now what else does it mean? Bhajan. What is that? Yeah, singing the glories of the Lord, yeah. Worshiping through hearing. Yeah, but bhajan means our devotional practices, our sadhana, right? 
You want to become successful in your sadhana. Why do we perform sadhana? Because the goal is sadhya. Sadhya means the goal. If you look at the nectar of devotion, uh, the eastern side of the ocean, which is the first division, the first 19 chapters, they discuss the process of sadhana bhakti. And then bhava bhakti and prema bhakti, the different types of bhakti. There are three types of bhakti. Vaidhi sadhana, right? bhava, and then prema bhakti. These are the three types of bhakti. <coughs> so the first 16 chapters, they speak about vaidhi sadhana bhakti. Now why do we perform anraganuga sadhana bhakti? Why do we perform sadhana bhakti? What does sadhana mean, the word sadhana? Practice. Practice. What are we doing? We're, sadhana bhakti means we're practicing bhakti. We're practicing devotional. Why are we practicing? Because we forgot how to do it. <laughs> we used to do it all the time. We used to do it full time. 24-7 in the spiritual world. Nitya seva. We used to always serve Krishna. And then we came into the material world. We got into maya. And then we forgot that we have to serve Krishna. So now that we're in the material world and we've forgotten that we have to say, now we're practicing again. That's why it's called Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti. We're practicing. But we should understand why we're doing the practice to attain Sajja. What is Sajja? The goal. What is the goal? Bhava Bhakti and then Prema Bhakti. All right? So we're practicing. So the first 14 chapters, they talk about this practice, how to practice devotional service. <coughs> and then chapters 15 and 16, they discuss Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti. So what is Raganuga Sadhana Bhakti? Well, spontaneous. Rag, Rag means attachment. Rag, Anuga, following those who have attachment to Krishna. That is called Raganuga Sadhana. You have to follow the Ragatmika devotees. Who are the Ragatmika devotees? They're the pure devotees in the spiritual world, like the bridge buses. So when you become advanced, actually in the nectar of devotion, oh sorry, in the nectar of instruction, at one of Rupa Goswami's 11, because he only gives 11 verses in the nectar of instruction, one of them is that you have to follow in the footsteps of a resonant of Brindavan. That's one of the instructions, one of the 11. So who is that resonant Brindavan that you're following? Because well, this is mentioned. You have to follow one of them. You have to begin to meditate and practice your devotional service following in their mood. So Jamuna Devi, you know Jamuna Devi? She sing every morning we sing, uh, when we greet the deities, Govindam. So for the rest, next 10,000 years in ISKCON, uh, we, every morning we get to hear Jamuna Devi, who is a great uh, d disciple of Prabhupada, great Shisha of Prabhupada. So Jamuna Devi, she once asked Prabhupada, because she read in Nectar of Instruction, you have to follow a particular resonant of Vrindavan. She said to Prabhupada, are you that resonant? We're following you, are you that resonant? Prabhupada said, yes. So just by following Prabhupada in ISKCON, uh, then we're practicing Raganuga Bhakti, or beginning to practice Raganuga Bhakti. Uh, because we're meditating on an eternal resonant of Vrindavan, how to serve him. Everything we do is learning how to serve. So when we get back to the spiritual world, we'll know what to do. What does everyone do in the spiritual world all day and all night? What do they do? 
Huh? Service to who? Krishna and Radha and all the devotees huh? and the cows <laughs> and the cows. Huh? Everyone, you have to serve everyone. So what are we doing here? We're practicing so that we can serve so when we get back there we know what to do. Because uh, at, at this point in time, we've been in Maya. We've been in the material world since time immemorial. We've been here for so long. We forgot how to serve Krishna. We're very good at serving our own senses. Uh, many years ago, I went to Hong Kong. I was flying to uh, Brindavan. And then I, I passed through Hong Kong. Mm. We used to stop at the temple because the flights would not connect. So we had 24 hours, so we used to go to the, the Hong Kong temple. Now the flights connect, so we just go. <coughs> so I got, I got to the Hong Kong temple, and we, went to the, we stayed in the Brahmachari ashram. So I got there, and then uh, we went to the Brahmachari ashram, knocked on the door, and one devotee opened the, the door, and he said, Welcome, Godas. <laughs> opened the door, he said, Welcome, Godas. Uh, Godas means servant of your senses. Welcome, you are servant of your senses. Ah. Very nice. It's a very nice introduction <laughs> to the, the ashram. Mm? Because it's true. We're godas. We're servant of the senses. Even when we begin devotional service, we're very much motivated by our senses, our sense gratification. Very much motivated by that. Right? We'll do service for Krishna, but as long as it suits us, as long as we're getting pleasure from it, Oh, but what about when there's no pleasure? Just like if you go to one of these uh, uh, catering jobs we do at these festivals, you know, the music festivals we do, like uh, Rainbow Serpent, uh, just as an example. Right? Has anyone done Rainbow Serpent festival catering? If <laughs> you've been, right? you done? Yeah, they still do it? Does it still go, that festival? Yeah, the people are crazy. The people are crazy. Everyone's intoxicated, they're all taking I don't even know what they take, you know, but they're, all, they're mad. You know, they come up to you and they're going like... <laughs> like that. You know, people are crazy, man. So you're stuck with them for like four days, non-stop. <laughs> people are just completely intoxicated. And the noise doesn't stop. You know, I, I was up there one time uh, catering and I had to drive about one kilometre, well, maybe it was five kilometres away, slept in the back of my car. Because I just couldn't sleep, because when you're within a certain radius, you know, there's no... <coughs> one time we got there, Gopal Guru Prabhu, he used to live here, he used to be one of the... Uh, he was the catering manager years ago. And he got there because he, know, he knows you can't sleep near the stage, because it goes all night, they just make this music, dum, 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 goes all night. It's, you know, it's 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so he couldn't sleep, so then he, when he got there, he set his tent up, he drove up into the forest, up this track, and set his tent up, and then came back, and then we were up until about 12 o'clock at night, catering, and then at 12 o'clock, then he drove back up the track to take rest, you know, a little bit away from the, and when he got there, his tent was gone. Imagine, working, uh, imagine, you're working from 7 in the morning till 12 at night, exhausted, and go to take rest, and someone stole your tent. 
Welcome to the material world. <laughs> this is what it's like. So in the beginning, we're very much motivated by our pleasure in Krishna's service. But then Krishna might take that all away from you. He might say, I'll take it, I'll take it all away. I'll take away all your comfort. I'll take away all of your uh, ability to enjoy. Just like when you get sick, you can't enjoy. Krishna takes it all away. Are you, do you still want to serve Krishna? Uh, even when he makes your life miserable, do you still want to serve him? Uh, it's all right we serve him when everything is nice, but then when everything becomes difficult, do you still want to serve him? Krishna will test you. Uh, because you have to become a pure devotee. You have to become unmotivated, uninterrupted. Ahoytuki. Apratihata. Ahoytuki means? Apratihata means? That's right. Devotional service has to be uninterrupted. Oh. Srila Prabhupada said, sleep and sickness are maya trying to stop your service. When you become sick, it's maya. That's why devotees, we have to take care of our health very carefully. If we get sick, then take care of yourself. Recover quickly so we can get back into service. It's just maya stopping your service. And sleep. Prabhupada says, just sleep enough so you can do your service. That's it. Not too much. Uh, not sleeping mm, 9 hours, 10 hours, 11 hours, 12 hours a day. Uh, people think that's materially successful. Uh, just like the man across the road. He just lives over there. Uh, the Greek man. Uh, one time we were in the morning, Sunday morning. There's initiation ceremony upstairs in the prasadam hall. And one of the devotees was blowing the conch. Like 7.30 in the morning. Deities came upstairs. So the man got up and Sunday morning came across to the temple in his dressing gown. He said, stop blowing the horn. We should be more sensitive to the neighbors. You know, we're not the only ones who live here, so we should be more sensitive. But, but that's like the goal of life. 7.30 in the morning, he's still in bed. You know, he comes over in his dressing gown. Stop blowing the horn, I'm trying to sleep. What's wrong with you people? Huh? 7.30 in the morning, uh, you're blowing the horn. Uh, what are you people doing? Uh, we start blowing the horn at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, we are not normal people. Uh, so, uh, the sleep and the uh, sickness, they are maya, testing you. So we have to learn to serve Krishna under all circumstances. That is pure devotional service. Uh, at the moment, we're still motivated. Right, very mixed down devotional service. But actually, the Vaidhi Sadhana means the practice of bhakti teaches us how to serve Krishna purely again. So that one day we can maybe go back to the spiritual world. Hands up, you like to go to the spiritual world. Yeah, we all want to go, but you have to get serious. <laughs> <coughs> My Guru Maharaj, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, he was taking prasadam one time. He looked at the picture, one of the pictures. On the wall, he's taking prasad. He says he looked at it and he said, "You have to be serious if you want to get into that picture. If you want to, if you want to enter back into those pastimes, you have to become serious as a devotee. All of this is just Krishna testing us. Everything we go through, all the austerity that we do in devotional service, Krishna is purifying us, so that when you get back to the spiritual world, you will be ready to serve. This is just the training ground." And then when we leave our body, uh, it is said that if we're qualified, we go to the planet, 
within the material world, the material universes, where Krishna is performing his pastimes now, and you take birth and you get trained up by the bridge buses. Well, they'll train you. Uh, and what, what will be your first assignment? Uh, making goba. Uh, cow dung patties. They will train you uh, to make cow dung patties. Uh, the gobies they will get and they'll go. You have to make cow dung patties. Put it there. Hands up if you like making cow dung patties. Now you better get used to it because that's going to be your first service when you get back. So get used to it now. Come down the farm, make some. Get your hands in the goba, in the, the cow dung. Right? Otherwise you get there, right? someone tells you you have to make cow dung patties, and you say, oh, I don't want to touch. <laughs> uh, 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 right? And all the gobies, all the mandris, they say, who's this? <laughs> and go back to the material world. <laughs> Uh, that's why we left the material, the spiritual world in the first place. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you were in the spiritual world many lifetimes ago. And maybe you thought, why do I have to do this? Why well, someone else doesn't do it? Uh, why don't they bring me Lassie? Why do they always bring Lassie for Krishna? Uh, why am I doing it? And then that thought took us to the material world. Krishna said, okay, go. Uh, go and enjoy yourself. Go to the material world. Everything there is temporary and miserable. Well, go. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Huh? And ring me when you're ready to come back. Huh? And now we're ready to come back. We're starting to get ready. Huh? So we ring Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Oh Lord, O oh energy of the Lord, please engage me in your service. I made a big mistake. I came to the material world. I don't want to be here anymore. Hands up, you don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Everyone says it, but you're still attached. <laughs> Everyone says, I don't want to be, but you're attached. You still want to enjoy your, <coughs> your senses. So if you want to become perfect and go back to Krishna, you have to follow the secrets of Bhajan. So in the nectar of instruction, the first three verses of the Nectar Instruction are the secrets of bhajan, how to perform our sadhana. Uh, what is the first verse? Hmm? How to control the six vegans. First thing you have to do as a devotee. First thing you have to do, you have to learn to control your urges. What are the urges? Tongue, belly, genitals. Learn to control them. Prabhupada gives powerful instructions how to control them. Right? Your mind, anger, and your speech. Huh? These six you have to learn to control. Basically, Prabhupada says, use them in Krishna's service. You like to talk? Talk about Krishna. Uh, you like to taste something? Taste, taste Krishna Prasad. Uh, you like to think things? Hands up if you like to think. Hands up if you don't like to think. Hands up if you don't know if you'd like to think or... <laughs> Hands up, you just don't know anything. Huh? Uh. <laughs> Hands up, you like to think. Sometimes go. <laughs> uh. We all think. You can't stop thinking. That's the point. Krishna says, third chapter of Gita, you can't stop doing anything, even for one moment. Uh. 
So you can't stop thinking, but you have to learn to think about Krishna. Guru Krishna, Vaishnava, Bhagavati Gita, Tulsi Devi, the cows. You have to think. Service. Prabhupada says we should rack our brain how we can serve Krishna. Well, that's what we should be thinking. New ways to serve Krishna. New ways. How can I bring more people to Krishna consciousness? Uh, that's how our movement started. Look at how our movement started. First six devotees went to England. Uh, Shama Sunda, Gurudas, Makunda Maharaj, uh, Malati, uh, Jamuna, and her sister. Was it Janava? Janaki, yeah. First six, Prabhupada sent. Uh, racking their brains. How do we spread Krishna consciousness? What did they do? Went into the Apple Studios, uh, sat there for a couple of days. George Harrison uh, walked out, said, I've been, many, I've been waiting to meet you guys. Right? Sat down, right? made an album. The album went number one in many countries. Right? Hare Krishna Mantra became mainstream. George Harrison created My Sweet Lord. Right? That, that became number one all over the world, that, that song. Right? So many people chanted the Hare Krishna Mantra. Right? This was the way the movement began, because they racked their brains. How do we spread Krishna consciousness? Uh, and then what did George do? George did some big service. He gave Prabhupada the first $10,000 to print the first Krishna book. Right? And he brought the Bhaktivedanta Mana, uh, which is now the main Hindu shrine within uh, Britain. It's so much service done. Why? Because the devotees are racking their brains. How do we... Uh, so we have to think like that. Mm. So this is how bhajan becomes successful. You have to learn to control your urges. Then, the second verse, six things you have to give up, uh, which is, relates to this verse by Prahlad Maharaj. Over-endeavor uh, and over-collection. Uh, Prahlad Maharaj is giving this instruction. Uh, these things will uh, destroy your devotional service, your bhakti. Right? And then the third uh, verse. Six things you have to do. Utsahan, nishchayat, daryat. You have to be enthusiastic, you have to be patient, and you have to be confident. Uh, these things. And then different other instructions are given. In this way we can become Krishna conscious. So choice is yours. You can follow the material education system or you can listen to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, one will take you back to Godhead, one will take you to repeat of birth and death. So just remember when you go to school today, you put your hand up and say, endeavors merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economy. You remember this? Right? Or just take the book. Just read it to everyone. Uh, show and tell. Endeavors merely for sense. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, if we don't say it, no one else will say it. Okay. So we'll stop here. Any questions or comments from what we discussed? Have we got microphone? Transcendental microphone key? Bhakta Mike key? Jai. Jai Bhakta Mike. Okay. Uh, thank you for the class. Uh, just a very short question. What do you mean when you said we have to become a serious devotee? What that means to become a serious devotee? What does it mean to become a serious devotee? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. <coughs> I asked Indra Swami this question about 30 years ago when I was a new devotee 
I said to Maharaj, I said, what's the difference between being a sincere devotee? Uh, sit down, hey, go and sit down. Uh, I asked Maharaj, what's the difference between being a sincere devotee and a serious devotee? And Indra Swami said that a sincere devotee tries to fulfill the order of his guru. And a serious devotee does fulfill the order of his guru. That's the difference. So we have to become serious devotees. Means we will fulfill the order of the guru. Right? We will die if we have to, fulfilling the order of the guru. Then you are serious. Huh? Uh, Prabhupada read uh, Bhagavad Gita commentary by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, what's the verse? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur writes a commentary. He says, Eke Hakuru Nandana. Krishna says, fix your intelligence on one point. And Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, that one point is the instruction of the Guru. And he says, in day or night, sleeping or awake, right, happiness or distress, I have nothing, life or death, nothing but the instruction of my Guru. Right? And if we do that, then we are serious and we will go back to Godhead. Is that okay? Thank you. Okay. That's a good question. Any other questions? Where is Dr. Mike? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, uh, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned when Lord Krishna is giving us challenges and problems, that means he's uh, purifying us to make us ready to go back home, back to God. Yeah. But if we, are, so I'd like to ask, what if we're happy both materially and spiritually? That's okay, that's good. If we're happy materially, we have nice family, nice friends, nice prasadam, warm bed to sleep in, all these things. And, and we're also happy spiritually because we've got lots of service to do to Krishna. That's perfect. But don't be attached because it might change all together. Just like, you know, the devotees in the Ukraine. You know the Ukraine? You know there's a war there now? So devotees woke up one morning and then they were dropping bombs on their city. No? So all the devotees, a lot of the devotees had to leave. They're very difficult. So they were, one day they were materially happy, next day there was a lot of distress. So the point is we can't be attached in this world. Because we might be materially happy and spiritually happy. And that's good, we want to be like that. But it can all change like that, anytime. So don't be attached, that's all. Okay? Are you attached or not deta or detached? Uh, attached or detached? Attached. Huh? Attached. We're both. Yeah, we're both. We're a bit detached, but we're also a bit attached as well. We have to work on becoming more detached. Krishna's going to test us anyway. Right? Krishna's going to take everything away from you one day. When I was about 24 years old, when I was younger, I was in Brindavan and I was having a darshan with Burujan Prabhu. He's, he's coming in a few days. <coughs> so I was having a darshan with Burujan Prabhu. And he said, he said, Krishna will take everything away from you. And I was only 24, I was a young brother, and I was just smiling at him. And he said, he said Krishna hasn't done it to you yet. <laughs> he hasn't done it to you yet. But then Krishna did it to me a little bit later, in a few more years, then he started taking everything away. He puts, it, puts us through big tests. Like that. So it will come. So enjoy your life now, and the test will come. TK?
Okay. Enjoy your life while you can, because it will all be miserable one day. But it doesn't matter for us. It doesn't matter if it's happy or that's why Krishna says. What's the first thing Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita? You're not your body. What's the second thing he says? Matraspashas to Kunteya. Happiness and distress will come and go. So tolerate it. Tolerate it. Is it okay? Thank you, Ramji. So make sure you say this to your class today, okay? <laughs> Please. Any other questions? Yeah. About 20 questions here, but then. <laughs> But then one um, point about nectar instruction I've been wondering about for a while. Um, there it, it says about um, the different kinds of people to serve and um, you should associate and faithfully serve the pure devotee who is advanced in undivational service. But then this bit it says, whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. So for a, quite a while I was wondering, is that like instruction more like for beginning people because um, at the beginning, you often see new devotees are full of ideas and they keep telling people their opinions and giving, telling everyone what to do and they eventually become a little bit humble and that's uh, the duty of the advanced devotees like the guru to actually correct you and, f and find out your faults so as you can... So is that, do you think is that really sort of an instruction for beginning people? Because, um, you know, at the advanced, it becomes a duty at the more advanced level. And yeah, because it says that it's, it's interesting because Rupa Goswami defines in the Nectar of Instruction uh, one of the verses, only 11 verses, one of the verses he defines Kanishta Adhikari, Majjama Adhikari and Uttama Adhikari. The definition of Uttama Adhikari, because there's many things that he could have used to define an, an advanced body in Uttama Adhikari, but he says he is devoid of the propensity, propensity to criticize others. So it shows us that's the consciousness we need to get in to get back into the spiritual world. You have to become uh, near Matsura. Uh, Matsura means? Envy. envy. Uh, so the, the very opening verses of Srimad Bhagavatam says this Shastra, this scripture, Bhagavatam is for those who are near Matsura. Those who don't have envy. Because when you have envy, it wrecks everything. Right? Then you can't concentrate on Krishna. Uh, and you can't go back to the spiritual world. So we have to become devoid of the uh, propensity to criticize others. If you're a more senior devotee, you have to criticize others. You have to say, hey, you're not doing this properly. Hey, stop talking like this. Different things you have to do. Uh, you, have to, you have to point out things to the, uh, to the devotees who are coming up so they get trained properly. That's your service. Uh, but it's not done from a, a point of envy. It's done because you want to help the devotees and correct them. Thank you. Okay. Any other questions? Thank you for the wonderful class, Prabhu. Mm -hmm. um, my question is you were speaking that if we do um, make cow patties, learn how to make them, we will be able to get that service and pass through um, being a part of Krishna's pastimes once we leave this body and before we go back to the spiritual world. So what would be the qualification to enter into Lord Chaitanya's pastimes happening in another universe right now? You have to become attached to Sankirtan. 
Because when you get there, everyone's chanting all the time. So if you're not chanting, everyone's going to say, what's wrong with this person? <laughs> uh, otherwise, Lord Chaitanya will kick you out of the kirtan. Uh, you know, there was a brahmana under the, he was hiding uh, in Srivasangam, and Lord Chaitanya was doing kirtan. And Lord Chaitanya said, I'm not tasting ecstasy. Someone unqualified is here. And he said, Srivastako, who is, he said, oh, one brahmana is there, he's very pure. And brahmachari, very pure. Lord Chaitanya said, no, he does not have prema, take him out. Uh, so you have to become attached to kirtan ras. Uh, and when you have that attachment, then you're qualified to go into Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. Krishna's pastimes, you have to make goba. You have to make kaldang. Obviously, that's not the only qualification. Otherwise, everyone will come to the farm tomorrow and just start going like this. <laughs> that's, uh, obviously, it's a change of your heart, your consciousness. But when you get there, that's the activity. It's, very, it's called Goloka. It's cow-centric. So if you don't like cows, you're going to have a problem. Because they're very noisy in the morning. <laughs> you're in the spiritual world trying to take rest, and everyone's going, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 like that. And it's not going to work. So you have to become attached. Uh, but the, main, the main thing is we, we become near Matsura. We change our content, we lose envy. When you lose envy, then you can go back to Krishna. That's the main thing. But you have to become attached to the activities which are there. So if you want to go to Brindavan, you have to become attached to cows, obviously. If you want to go to Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, you have to become attached to Sankirtan. Because everyone just chants all the time. Hari Harayanama Krishna Yadavayanama. So if you're not into it, then you're going to be out of place. You have to be into Sankirtan. Is it okay? Thank you. Any other questions? Oh, DJ. Um, thank you, Prabhu, for the nice class. Um, you're mentioning about becoming attached to the instructions of the spiritual master. And uh, we hear many classes and we hear many different instructions. Um, so how do we know which one to get attached to? Uh, ask the guru. Go and have a dasham with your guru and say, Maharaj, I heard so many instructions, which one shall I get attached to? Right? And he will look at you. And then he will tell you. So just ask him. I mean, you're very fortunate because he's on the planet. He's still amongst us. My Guru Maharaj is not here anymore. So I have to go to Shiksha Gurus and I have to go to different personalities to find out. But it means all the instructions are there for all of us. But personal instructions, you just ask. Or, you know, the, the Guru may say, just follow the local authorities, which is, that was Prabhupada's system. So then your authorities are giving you instruction, do this service, do that service, and take that, that that's coming from your guru. That's, that's okay. okay. Any other question? Yeah. So question right to this sort of section of the Bhagavatam and the actual verse you know about them. Um, um, like after you've heard the Bhagavatam from you, you sort of may think, uh, so what should I do now? Because, you know, Vishnu asked Chakravati Thakur, who was five years old, and he heard Bhagavan and decided to just go to the forest. So he renounced, at seven years old, he renounced family life and went off to live in Vrindavan. And, and um, 
So you think you may tend to think, okay, I've heard all this, so what should I actually do now? And uh, you see, um, um, uh, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is about to like give instructions in about what everyone should do just now. And so, um, are there any? Um, so it's a big question. You you hear all these things in the Bhagavad and you think, what should I actually do as a result of hearing that? You know, you, and asked, that, this, you asked this question to me last time. I gave yeah. the same answer. Yeah. Just go and ask the devotees. If you don't know what to do, ask someone. Just go and ask Suja, hey, what service should I do? He was like, go and do that. Done. End of story. Uh, start following. That's the point. You don't have to worry about these things. I, I, I don't have to worry about what should I do, because if I don't know what to do, I just go and ask one of my senior devotees, and they say, go and do that. I was like, okay, go and do it. You know, they told me, go, go and manage the farm, go and manage Hare Krishna Valley. So I went down, and I've got plenty of service. I don't have to come every week and say, oh, what should I do now? You know, should I make cow dung patties this week? Or, you know, just, there's so much to do. Right? So just get a service, just go to the devotees, say, what service should I do? They give you the service and do it, that's it. Easy. Okay? Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Shula Prabhupada Ki? Yeah.